You are now listening to The Efficacy of Truth with Brother Woods here on At A Church Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to The Efficacy of Truth for today, July 13th, 2022. It is a Wednesday, and we're so happy to be here. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. I always love uh, coming out here first thing in the morning. We have prayer every morning here at the church. At uh, about 7 a.m. we get started, and the birds singing is just its so beautiful this time of year, spring and summer, and um, it's just awesome to participate and just, just be a part of God's creation and just walk around a little bit. Enjoy the. Uh, we had a full moon, uh, I believe, last night. It was beautiful, and uh, so sometimes you, you want to just you know take a moment and just take in, just soak in some of that beautiful thing, some of the beauty that God's created. As the Scripture says, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God, and everything that He's built and arranged is is uh, done in such a, a balanced way, as we talk about many times on this program. And and so it's just beautiful sometimes to just take and meditate on it and just think on God and how wonderful, because then you can take that. And then apply it to your own life and oh, think, okay, if yes. he put this much effort and this much time and this much thought, forethought into the birds and the plants and all of that, <laughs> how much more does he care about me? <clears throat> Amen. But anyhow, we, Amen. we're so glad to be here for the efficacy of truth. Uh, Brother Woods, of course, here ho- and uh, my hosting, and my name is Sam. I'm uh, your producer here on this podcast. So good to have you with us, Brother Woods. It's always good to be with you, Brother Sam, uh, my illustrious brother. <laughs> and we always share some good thoughts. And you've, in it, you've inadvertently set the tone for what I've had in mind to well, speak on praise that, the Lord. Uh, this evening. Uh, once again, we want to welcome those that are listening and uh, hope that you get something out of this broadcast because we have a good conversation here about the one and only True God, mm-hmm. the God of all, the God of all creation and universe. So, Amen. Uh, you talk about the uh, birds and the balance of nature and the things that we we see and enjoy. Trees blooming, flowers growing. We've got some things planted around the church here that are starting to come out. Should be a beautiful sight and really beautiful decor on the outside. Amen. I've thought about um, this evening. Uh, there's much talk, much uh, buzz around the world about the images that were uh, sent back from the uh, James Webb uh, Space Telescope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we know that this telescope uh, far exceeds the, the Hubble because it, in its clarity and the depth of where it, where it can see and how it can view things. Uh, when it first was uh, said that it was going to be launched, <clears throat> it said that it was going to be launched in a position a million miles from Earth in a section of the space where it could view uh, the outermost regions of uh, uh, beyond our galaxies. So these th- these things are really, really important all around the world. Men and women uh, are excited about the things that are being seen. Mm-hmm. And with this, what we have seen of the facts that God has created all these things that are beyond our naked eye, but nonetheless, they're still there. Mm. And we looked at uh, uh, the fact that uh, I think the pastor sent a uh, image of a star nursery over the uh, uh, phone. I, I saw that this morning. But that was part of a series of pictures that had been taken 
uh, by the uh, James Webb Space Telescope. Mm-hmm. And if anyone uh, we, we study, we like to say uh, astronomy, not astrology, <laughs> not star worship, but astronomy, yeah. a science of space, uh, everything that consists of space. And this has been mankind's, uh, what can we say, Brother Sam? Mankind's desire to study mm-hmm. the things of God, to look in depth at what is in the heavens. It's always been a mystery and it could continue to be a mystery. So we look at the fact that the James Webb Space Telescope, like I said, is positioned a million miles from Earth. And uh, Neil, De- uh, Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson, he was on the NBC News <clears throat> the other night. Mm. But what I'm told is that the James Webb Space Telescope has taken uh, images of a section of space. Mm-hmm. And he, re- and he, he said that you can, the example that he said, you can take one grain of sand, one grain of sand, and hold it out at arm's length. And this is, the, this is about the size of the area that this space telescope is taking images of. Mm. That's small, mm-hmm. a grain of sand. But the images that were taking and sent back were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it showed a, it showed a, uh, a star nursery, uh, and then it showed uh, a cluster of galaxies. When we're speaking of this in relationship to uh, the heavens that are created and the God we serve. Mm-hmm. So to put it in perspective, how large God is mm. beyond magnificent yeah. compared to what we are, we, we begin to wonder about who he is. And I, mm. I'm, I'm saying that on this program, we always talk about our love for God and the salvation and the things that he has done for mankind. <clears throat> but our love for God, we all have it in some form or another. Hmm. But who is he really? Mm-hmm. Now, to put into perspective, this James Webb Space Telescope and the image of the uh, heavens that he has taken of the, uni- that taken of the universe, if it's a grain of sand, that's small, and a section of the, uh, of the area where it is taken, the pictures, it can, relate it, can be relation to that grain of sand and we get so many images out of that. I think it said it's about a thousand galaxies that they saw in this area mm. of space. A thousand galaxies in a grain of sand. Mm. Let's put it in perspective. <laughs> yeah. Let it put it, let, let's bring it down even more so. And I, I took the liberty to say, just in our galaxy alone, our galaxy alone is about 100,000 light years across. And it contains 100 to four. Hundred billion stars hmm. that suns like ours, each with probably exoplanets or planets around mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest galaxy recently discovered is Canis Major, uh, Major, uh, uh, Canis Major Dwarf Galaxy, which is only twenty five thousand light years away. But it would take twenty five thousand years to get there hmm. if we travel at the speed of light, mm-hmm. which we know. Is virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. That's just one galaxy, our galaxy, so far away, even to transverse across our own galaxy would take uh, lifetimes, mm. lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But we see that the the uh, the efficacy of God's truth and His Word match up with His creation. Mm-hmm. We already we only have to look at. Uh, Isaiah, the 40th chapter. We'll go there first. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Isaiah 40. Yo, I'm about to say, uh, some of it might be lengthy, but 
uh, want to <clears throat> want the listeners to really uh, bear with us because we the correlation of <clears throat> the immenseness of God mm. and the creation of all things. If a speck of sand is just a portion, a snippet of what this telescope this telescope is seeing, and a thousand galaxies in this in this view or this image. Mm-hmm. The immensity of God takes on another dimension altogether because I hear again, we serve a living God and a loving God and his relationship to mankind uh, coupled along or put beside in perspective of who he really is and why and what he has done for us. So we look at the uh, 40th chapter of Isaiah and let's start reading at the uh, 12th verse, Brother Sam. <clears throat> who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket, and are counted as the small dust of the balance, Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing, and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing, and vanity. To whom then will ye liken God, or what likeness will you compare unto him? The workman melteth a graven image, and the goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold, and casteth silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he hath no oblation, chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have ye not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in, that bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted, yea, they shall not be sown, yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth, and he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. We have here a beautiful contrast as to the power, might, and the majesty of our God. Mm Mm-hmm. Who would you liken him unto? There is no one that can be like him or we can be like him to. Even the heathen that uh, seeketh to make a graven image, how they go about it to fashion it mm-hmm. and taking the uh, most of care to make it just so, so they can worship something that's in vain. They cannot do anything for them or give them any kind of uh, comfort or deliverance. We see here that God is 
all majesty, all mm-hmm. power. This is the God we serve. Amen. This is the God that has given us love. The, the, the majesty and the broadness of it, it just blows your mind. And I refer back to what the James Webb te- Space Telescope has just discovered. Uh, this was supposedly some 4.8 billion years back in eternity. But maybe it's even longer than that because the more they dig, I, find, I, find, I think the more they dig, the more they find out, the more they lo- know and less they, are, and less they will know hmm. because it's going to lend way to the majesty and the eternal thing, the eternal power of God. Hmm. Uh, and uh, a comment on verses, uh, chapter, chapter uh, 40 of Isaiah, <clears throat> verses 18 through 31, hmm. speaks of, <clears throat> in the light of the sovereignty of God, Human idolatry is pictured as utterly ridiculous through another series of rhetorical questions. The prophet lifts his readers unto the very presence of God. He argues that no graven image or idol shall compare to the likeness uh, likeness of God. He's got the Greek here, uh, the word demot, uh, demut, or image, and the image of God. And the term, and the term is the same as used in Genesis one and twenty six. For man mm-hmm. is created in the image of and the mm-hmm. likeness of God as a personal and moral being. Another commenta- commentation here on ver- uh, uh, 40 and 13. God is the only being in the universe that possesses independence from the creation. The only limits of God's freedoms are in his own nature and attributes. He is unlimited in the, his existence because his, exist- his existence relates to his nature rather than his will. God will exist and must continue to exist forever. Hmm. When God revealed his name uh, to Moses, uh, the, the, the existence, the fact that he was always, no, he, uh, when God revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush, he called himself, I am, Exodus 3, 13 through 15. This name emphasizes God's self, uh, uh, self-existence, the fact that he has always, always existed and always will. Neither anyone nor any any outside force will affect God's relationship to us, and will deal and He will deal with us according to His nature, because He is free from outside influences. Mm. <clears throat> the will of God and the purpose and nature of God all fold in to uh, and mailed in to what we see as the love of God. The fact of it is what He has made and how He exists lends way to that scripture. In Psalms, uh, I think it's the eighth chapter, what is man that thou mm. mindful of him mm-hmm. or the son of man that thou visit him? We'll go there mm-hmm. later. But if you have a comment, we, mm. can, we, can, we can save it off. We can wait for that. If you have a comment, we can add to that. <laughs> well, that, um, that comparison there is interesting where he starts off in verse 18 talking about you know idolatry and, and fashioning an idol and how it is less than you, right? Because it's something you created. It's something you made. It's something you're putting together even though you didn't come up with the elements even for it, it's it's below you in that sense, right? Because you fashioned it. But then the very next segment, starting verse 21, he said, you know, he's making that comparison first. And then in verse 21, he's like, God's saying, and then that's how I am in comparison to what I fashioned, you know, is that it's so much less than I am. It's so much, there's no power over me in creation. The entirety of all of the universe has no power over God. And... You know, when you look at that, when you, you know, the, the scripture is so good about, God is so, so good about using these metaphors and these similes and these parables and things to help us understand. And when you take a step back and look at that perspective of, 
hey, you know how when you fashion something, you make it how much less it is than you are? Yes. That's how I am with my creation, you know, and that's, and that's, and even more so because he actually created the elements by which he fashioned the creation itself. Uh, And when you start thinking of it that way, then you're just, yeah, you have to respect God, right? You have to, when you understand who God actually is, and it's even just a glimpse of it, you have to respect him. You have to, um, even if you don't want to worship him, you have to respect him. Have to. Yeah. You have to. You, you speak of the uh, the morning, the sun, the birds, uh, the beautiful moon we had last night. I think it was full maybe a day ago because I have looked at it. Mm-hmm. Those things he has placed in the heavens by his sovereign will, mm-hmm. purpose, his word. Mankind is totally always looking for why, who, where are we from, how did we get here, mm-hmm. you know, uh, looking for other places to maybe uh, for habitable places in the in the cosmos in case they you know to wear the earth out. They're constantly, constantly studying and looking to find a way to attain to this higher power level that God mm-hmm. is only reserved for Himself. Mm-hmm. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Psalms 111 uh, and verse two, brother Sam. Psalm 111 two and start. Just read verses one through uh, one through four, brother Sam. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Man. Uh, Brother Sam, here again, looking at all of creation, how beautiful it is. Uh, The trees, the wonderful uh, landscape, the mountains, rivers, and seas, mm. beautiful trees in, a, in abundance. These things are of God. He spoke them into existence in back way back in Genesis, and they've thrived forever. We just got through talking to uh, Brother Sam and I about uh, the outsides of the church, and uh, he said there was some clover growing on the other side of the church, on the east side, west side of the church, along with some other ground cover. That ground cover and the and that uh, uh, clover, it was clover we were talking about. It grew through a barrier, a weed barrier, and that weed barrier has been down there for some time. Hence, the strength of God's word that nothing can stop God's word from mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. That came through a weed barrier that's been there for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you leave something long enough, God's word will always mm. come back to manifest Amen. itself. Amen. Just as strong as it was the day that He spoke it into existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the works of his, uh, uh, verse two, mm-hmm. uh, the works of the Lord are great, mm-hmm. sought out of all them that have pleasure in them. And that uh, sought out of all men is, is uh, really applied, it says, is studied by. Here again, mm-hmm. we, we have mankind studying every facet of God's creation. There is not a part on the human body that there is not a science for or a doctor for. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't figured out really how it's all put together, the wonder of it all, Mm -hmm. right down to the chromosomes, the genes, and the atoms, Brother Sam. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what makes our voice similar to our father's or our mother? What makes certain characteristics of our being similar to those even generations before us? These genetics, you know, there's a science for every single thing. Mm -hmm. Man is inquisitive about everything about God's creation. Mm. But are they really inquisitive enough 
to really see what God has wrapped up in salvation mm -hmm. and all of mm -hmm. all of his creation that he has made. Mm -hmm. The greatness of his power. When I think about and I'm I'm kind of uh, hooked on the astronomy part because mm -hmm. that's just one. The more you see, the less you know, mm -hmm. because it's so great. <laughs> but everything that is fashion was fashion when the man when mankind was given dominion. He was given dominion over a whole lot of things in God's creation. Mm -hmm. Of course, we mess it up through one fall and one action. But for the unlimited power and resources and abundance of knowledge that he has given us as children of the Lord through the Holy Ghost and through the power of the Lord, the, the magnificence of it all, it just explodes mm. on another stage by the sound. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, what you were just talking about, you know, seeking, seeing that and then in return, seeking out the Lord, seeing the magnificence of creation, the magnificence of the things he's made. Uh, that's what's to me so often is amazing about God is he is a personal God. He's not impersonal. He didn't just because there's a lot of uh, especially the 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 deists from back in the day, you know, they would or an agnostic person would say, mm -hmm. well, you know, maybe some intelligence out there did create the universe, but you can't actually know that that person or that thing. And uh, I have a reference here from that Psalm 111 two where it says the works of the Lord are great. Uh, Revelation 15, verse 3. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is, um, well, starting in verse 2, I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. So these are the saints who have come through victorious because of salvation, because of Jesus Christ. And verse 3, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Amen. And to see that that scope of the levels at which God interacts with creation, you know, he, he scattered the stars, he put everything in place, he made all of it. But he didn't just do all that and then say, okay, that was nice, then go off and do something else. Then he Come continues on. on working in and through that. All of that, of course, is, is set in motion and is working. But then here we see the fruition of that personal relationship, of that personal uh, engagement with God is the saints having victory over, th over the enemy and coming to know God and coming close to him. And it's just such a beautiful thing when you see God working on all these different levels of creation and he's doing all of it, you know, without uh, without fumbling, without messing it up. Right. He's managing all of this. So, yes, that's wonderful. Um, we here at Atta Church are very excited about serving the living God. Mm, amen. There is no depth or height that we could ever achieve in him because he's from everlasting to everlasting. Mm. And the fullness of him can only take, it's going to take an eternity to be able to conceive mm -hmm. the fullness of what he is and who he is mm -hmm. and how he has done a thing. But I'd like to kind of look at uh, Isaiah, the ninth chapter, Brother Sam. Mm -hmm. Let's look at, uh, let's look at verse, uh, let me see here. Let's go with verse two, Brother Sam, down to verse seven, ninth chapter of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shone. Thou hast multiplied the nation, and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. 
For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace shall there, there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice, from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This, these few passages of scripture coupled along with <clears throat> our introduction as to what the James Webb telescope is seeing in the cosmos, coupled along with the 40th chapter of Isaiah, when the Lord asks, who will you liken me unto? Mm -hmm. Who can you compare me with? No one. But this scripture bears it out, who he is and who the comparison belongs mm. to. Mm. It is talking about the, the birth of the Prince of Peace, a mighty God, when I'm looking at just taking a, just a look at what that, not, the, not only the Hubble, but the James Webb Telescope is showing in the cosmos a power and an entity that that that's that deep brother sam hmm. that has that knowledge to create galaxies <laughs> thousands of galaxies <clears throat> that are present just in a grain of sand that's mind-boggling hmm. and we have a we have a mighty god that says who will you liken me liken me unto and then we see the scripture says that my right arm will bring salvation mm -hmm. and the, the the one of the comments here on the uh on verses uh, chapter nine, verses six and seven, it talks about the gift child. Uh, in this passage, is the is the same divine child. Uh, in this passage, is the same divine child as Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Again, using the prophetic, uh, the prophetic perfect, the prophet sees him as though he were already born. Wonderful counselor is often used in parallel with king. Hmm. And that's a uh, reference to uh, Micah 4 and 9. Thus, miraculous, miraculous counsel is given by this God, uh, by this God, like God, like King. The hmm. mighty God, El Gibeah, is the strongest of these titles in Isaiah. El is always used of God and never refers to man. Mm -hmm. Gibeah means hero. Hmm. Together, they describe one who is indeed God himself, everlasting father, Abidai, uh, A-B-I uh, slash A-D, literally means father of eternity. He alone is uh, the source of eternal life. Mm -hmm. Prince of Peace, Asha'alam, indicates that the mighty God will be a benevolent ruler, ruler be, uh, bringing eternal peace on mm -hmm. earth through the establishment of his kingdom. Thus, the obscure figure of Emmanuel is now brought to clear light. He is, he is himself. God incarnated. Mm -hmm. Amen. Who will you liken me to? Man, and it just keeps getting mm -hmm. broader and broader and broader. Mm -hmm. Because I feel it's a direct correlation to the prophetic view of John 3.16. Hmm. Let's, let's take a look at that. Mm -hmm. Very familiar, very familiar 
uh, scripture text. We've read mm -hmm. it many, many times, many times. Uh, let's go ahead and read, Brother Sam, uh, starting at verse 16. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. All right. Um, <clears throat> God, love of God. Love is both an attribute of God and description of his being. He, he alone is the epitome of divine love and the source of all true love. His love is unconditional and, and uh, consistently seeks the highest good of the one who is love. God's love was clearly demonstrated at Calvary when Jesus died for all our sins. When I'm looking at that contrast of all creation, what we've just, what the whole world is just clamoring after right now, everything that this James Webb telescope is bringing into view and into, into focus, but it's not really, it's, it's an excitement, but they're entering, but what we think about what is entering into a child of God's heart is the magnificence and splendor and power mm. that God has and possesses and what he's given to us, what he's really given unto us mm. takes on a whole different world of thought mm. and power. Mm. But we, we know that we know that God has given us power to overcome. Amen. And the fact that he's using, using us as the illustration, as pastor said, as salt and light, mm -hmm. but that, it, it it just it, it just keeps rolling, brother Sam. It get, it's getting deeper, mm -hmm. and the fact that this God that can, in a speck of sand, on those tele on the telescope, view thousands of galaxies, thousands mm -hmm. of galaxies. Mm -hmm. If you held the sand, a grain of sand, and all thing, what kind of power? Mm -hmm. What kind of God is that? Reference back to Isaiah the fortieth chapter. Who will you liken me to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is who you liken me to. Mm. The, the God, the Savior of the whole world, mm -hmm. the power that was housed in this one man, mm -hmm. the God, the, the incarnate God, God incarnate. Mm -hmm. And he's given us the ability to do that love and spread that love, Brother Sam. It just gets mm -hmm. large on us because we really, when we look at it in this light, what lack we yet that we cannot affect the change that needs to be affected. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we are on to it here at, at a church with prayer and seeking God Amen. in the earnestness, worshiping him in spirit and in truth, mm -hmm. because God is a spirit, mm -hmm. but he inhabits all things, all creation. He inhabits everything, even the chairs we're sitting in and the mm -hmm. mic we're speaking through, all from a substance that were brought from nothing. Mm -hmm. Only he can do that. Mm -hmm. And he's taken billions of people all over the world and put it's given him this spirit through the Holy Ghost. These things that makes us have uh, more of a purpose that to suit him because his will is his will is perfect and everything mm. he does is perfect. So we see the importance of it. If the order of the of the cosmos is meted out with just his hand and he speaks into existence, how much more 
glorious as it is within us. Mm. Because what is man? I think I think that's a double reference. What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son mm -hmm. of man that thou visited? Mm -hmm. He's made a little Lord for the angels for the suffering. Mm. When God, when man failed in the garden, this is what he threw away. He threw away, he threw away all the honor and the glory mm -hmm. and the dominion that he was supposed to have right, right. and wasted it because the enemy was was really jealous because he was, you know, he wanted to be like the most high. Mm -hmm. He was, he was, he's still trying to throw off, uh, mess up that program today mm -hmm. because he knows the excellence, excellency that God has put in us in our flesh. Mm. And the thing that he wants to rule is why well, he's got millions of things that he could do as far as his devices. I'm, I'm saying that I'm just grabbing a number mm -hmm. to try to trip us up. Mm -hmm. But we have here again, we talked last week, we have this power in the earthen vessel, mm -hmm. but the ex excellency of the power might be of God and out of us. Right. Everything right. we see is of God. I mean, mm -hmm. we can't, we can't lay claim to anything. You know? yeah. We can plant, we can plant flowers and grass, but the seed was in itself and God mm -hmm. created that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, that just as you're speaking, it was reminding me, um, I've recently been doing some study on some of the, uh, some ancient religions and what they call the mystery schools and all of that stuff. It's just, you know, my own personal hobby, but just to, to investigate some of these things and understand them. And then what I enjoy is that God will continuously give me scripture reference as I'm going through. And it's like, oh yeah, you see this here? Well, that's negated by scripture here. And um, so I, you know, I jot down things, but it's interesting how, like in this passage, you know, because I haven't visited, revisited this passage in a while here in John. But um, as you mentioned, salvation comes from God, but it only comes from God. If we could earn salvation, if we could work our way, if I could ascend to the next level of, you know, being on my own, that's actually diminishing God. Right, because it means that I can attain godhood. I can attain godlike mm -hmm. power. I can attain mm -hmm. godlike position through my own means, through my own strength. Amen. And if that was the case, then that means God is lesser than who He actually Amen. is. And so, in a way, the fact that I cannot save myself, that I cannot do anything on my own, that I am dead in my own trespasses and sins before encountering God makes him all the better, makes him all the more, makes him all the greater. Yes, sir. Because yes, sir. then I, the fact that I cannot claim any of it on my own, you know, and we want to, right? We want to say I've achieved something. I pulled myself up on my bootstraps. You know, I disciplined, I worked hard, whatever it was. But if you give all, all the glory to God, <laughs> then you start realizing that he deserves all that and then some. Yes, and sir. then you start understanding, oh, I, I really, you know, in him, I live and move and have my being. I, as you mentioned, you know, the very air, the fact that I can see the the pastor was mentioning light and, and uh, on Sunday. And, and what I thought about was how colors themselves don't actually exist without light. The, the colors we're seeing are the reflection of the light bouncing off of that object on the certain spectrum. And that's why things are the colors that they are. So, you know, you see this this idea of light coming into the world. You can't even know reality. You can't even know what things are if God hadn't entered into the world and spoken it out and stepped onto the scene. Ooh. Yes. Uh, uh, the uh, astrophysicist that was a Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson, he said that the, uh, uh, the James Webb telescope sees in infrared. Mm -hmm. Now we cannot, we cannot, we cannot see in infrared, but uh, blue, blue, red, green, he said, mm -hmm. BRB, uh, these, these spectrums of light <clears throat> that the, uh, telescope takes segments of pictures 
uh, in infrared, mm-hmm. and then incorporates them with the the blue gray, blue green red mm-hmm. uh, spectrum of light that we can see. But the colors that it's seeing in infrared, mm-hmm. when they're uh, transferred or changed into the uh, spectrum that we can see, these are the exact colors that this space telescope is seeing out in the cosmos, mm-hmm. and they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Pastor sent that one over the, 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 the phone this morning, on the mm-hmm. internet this morning. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. These things that we, we see, the magnet, beautiful colors. Man, I mean, look at what we see <laughs> with our natural eye mm-hmm. and what we don't see. Yeah. Though yeah. there's more credence to that scripture, I have not seen, yeah. ear yeah. have not heard, nor has it entered the heart of man, what mm-hmm. God has prepared for them that mm-hmm. love and are to call. Man, that's mind blowing. You know, Amen. isn't that worth the sacrifice mm. of giving ourselves mm-hmm. up for for God to help us and bless us? Uh, and and we know we know that He's made a better thing for us. Mm-hmm. And that's our inheritance. Yeah, Amen. This is what Amen. He. This is what He died for. Yeah. The the entity that made everything. Man, I'm, I'm, that just blows my mind, brother. Amen. Amen. And then to get it hits you right here and gives you uh, it gives you some heart palpitations. If mm. you really love Him, it mm-hmm. affects you. Right, you know I mean? <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I, I was reading this morning in Second Thessalonians and, uh, you know, going back to the, that Prince of Peace. Um, in, here in Second Thessalonians 3, verse number 16, you know, Paul's finishing off his letter. And this, this verse just really stuck out to me where he says, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. And just that thought that because God created everything, because God always wins, because he is, uh, as as Isaiah 40 was saying, you know, his government is on his shoulder and his government shall never end and his peace will never end. It'll continue to increase. He can give you peace always by all means. Because of how big he is, he can touch your small situation. Oh, yeah. Because of how strong he is, he can overcome your weakness in your situation, whatever that is. And... Uh, that idea of giving peace always by all means. It's like God can give you peace in the midst of anything. He can deliver it through anything. Uh, um, you know, you it. just have to ask him. You have it. to know him and you have to ask him. But as you just mentioned, that's what's so beautiful about that idea of inheritance is once you become a child of God, then he said, this is for you. That peace that he has is for you. Oh, oh yeah. Now your reference, your reference was... Uh... Uh, the second, Thess- uh, second Thessalonians two and sixteen. Second Thessalonians three sixteen. Three and yeah. sixteen. Mm-hmm. But I had one that's reference to Second Thessalonians, second Thessalonians uh, two and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Oh wait a minute, hold on a minute. Let me just see more. Second Thessalonians two and sixteen mm-hmm. as reference to uh, John sixteen, uh, John three and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in direct. They said, "For God so loved the world mm-hmm. that He gave His only begotten Son." Let's look at Second Thessalonians two and sixteen. Mm-hmm. It says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Mm-hmm. For, the love of love, for the love of God that is shed abroad in all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Here again, I'm drawing back on the, the, this beautiful picture of the the what we see as the known universe, of course, it's only a segment of it. If you can take a grain of sand and just just one, that's just one part, part, part portion of what this uh, telescope is seeing. What God has given us, brother Sam, could far exceeds anything that we can see in the cosmos with mm. any any telescope mm-hmm. of any depth. Looking back at, at at through any time in the beginning. 
because we know that all things are made new with us. Every day we're being changed by the Holy Ghost from the inside out. Mm -hmm. All things are made new. With the heavens and earth are going to pass away with a fervent heat, there's going to be something else to replace that. That's unimaginable. That's just mind-blowing. Mm. But here again, we have this treasure, that created thing that we see, that they're looking through right now, their web, uh, that James Webb telescope. We have that power in this vessel, mm -hmm. this Amen. earthen vessel. Amen. And that is just more than just, you can't whistle in Dixie. That's <laughs> power. That's real life. Mm. That's real love. Amen. That's, the, that, that's what he's given us. In a meek form, he came and did this. Mm -hmm. That powerful entity went to Calvary. That, that for me, that makes a whole different picture when we look at it from a perspective of who he is and what he's able to do, and for what he did and for what he did for us mm -hmm. in an humble and meek fashion. Mm -hmm. And that's mind blowing too. That's where it really gets you in the heart mm. and really gets you in your conscience. Those that are cognizant of really what God is really doing for us and what's really saying that I'm going to give you of me. Mm that you might have eternal life Amen. and be able to live through me and do these things that I need you to do because my sovereign will, I am that I am. Mm. And I was looking at talking to pastor here a while back and the different uh, uh, <clears throat> titles that Israel had attached to uh, Elohim, uh, the difference about 16 different ones. I got out shout out. I got, you know, Jehovah Rafika, Jehovah Jesus, everyone related to a, a specific thing that God was doing at that time. Mm -hmm. But he's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's working all in all mm. within us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. Um, yeah. The, uh, the magnitude of God is, is something to meditate on. It's something mm -hmm. to just, just take a moment. You know, you see that pop up of a lot in, uh, Book of Psalms, you know, it just says Selah. <laughs> just sit and chew on that for a minute. Just sit and think about it, and just <laughs> let it sink in, just let it soak in. Um, and that's and that is something you have to consciously do in our world, mm -hmm. right? Because everything's constantly pestering you to to move and to and to work and to be thinking about stuff and distractions and all of that. Amen. And um, it is good. It's healthy. Amen. Physically and spiritually. Amen. And just take a moment every day uh, to just. You know, maybe sometimes several times a day, but just to meditate on God, meditate on his word and meditate on who he is. You know, as, 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 as you know, I started off sometimes, you know, it, ca it catches your breath, you know, when you when you see something and you're just like, wow, uh, you know, like the full moon. I, I get enamored just looking at a full moon. It's just awesome. It's cool. It's it's great to look at. You know, I can't stare at the sun, you know, <laughs> so, yes, right, right, right. so I'm like, well, I'll stare at the moon. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's awe inspiring. And that's a good thing. It's it's okay. You know, you don't we don't worship the creation, but it's 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 just like when you go to that. You know, um, I was watching a video the other day about art history, and you know all the little things that goes into you know they analyze a painting and they're trying to figure out when it was painted and who the oh, artist yes, was yes, and who the subject yes. was and all of this yes. and why there's you know this little object in the corner and all of these things, and that's what we should be doing with God's creation. Is that same level of, okay, now why did he do this? Now why is this this way? Now what did he mean when he put this like this? And what does this mean Hallelujah. for us? You know, and and uh, it starts to bless you. It really Hallelujah. does. Hallelujah. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll say this in closing. Uh, I used to watch a lot of uh, Discovery, National Geographic, good shows, mm -hmm. very good shows. And it showed a dunk beetle on the desert mm -hmm. and no water. But we know that at night, the desert gets really cool. When it showed this dung beetle, he went up on the end, just like this, mm -hmm. like doing a headstand. Hmm. And that condensation of that night air 
hmm. from the cold, from the hot day, water dripped down his body into his mouth. <laughs> this is part of God's creation. Mm-hmm. But the nature of that beetle, he, that's in him. Yeah, yeah. But the magnitude and majesty of God is displayed in that technique hmm. of how to get water. Hmm. And God says he's given us living water. Amen. Amen. And man, I'm thinking about it in the midst of a dry desert, this dumb yeah. Peter was getting water. <laughs> I, that, that just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those things, those little things, like you said, when you meditate on things that God, man, it just gets large on your mm. brother Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just am reminded as, as we were looking in John 3 here, verse uh, um, 18, he says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And uh, that's why, you know, the things we talk about, they're not just general, they're specific for you. It's, it's um, you know, if you're listening today and yes, you're sir. wondering, can I know God? Does, does God want to know me? The answer is yes. If you read his word, he so says true. this. So he true. says, if you draw nigh to God, he will so draw nigh true. to you. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure and put that out there, you know, as it's shown in this verse here, that's why we baptize in the name of Jesus, yes, right? Sir. That's Amen. why it's so important to acknowledge that Jesus is that Messiah, that Jesus is that um, Son uh, of God, that Jesus is the one who, as we just read about in Isaiah 40, the prophesied one uh, that he sent of himself, you know, that that he oh, is yeah. the fulfillment of that. Oh, yeah. And when you come to that understanding, when you come to that acceptance and you get baptized in Jesus' name, and then, you know, and this this is what's so cool to me as I've studied it out, you know, is is that he once he applies his name to a vessel, then he can inhabit it. <laughs> he cleanses it and he inhabits it. And Hallelujah. that um that whole picture, Hallelujah. you know, you start digging that up in the Old Testament. <laughs> that's some good stuff there. Hallelujah. But you know, that's the Holy Spirit, you know, coming in and filling. But uh, you know, I just wanted to mention that for anyone listening who has not partaken, who has not uh, done, as the scripture says, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you test him, when you try him, this God that we're talking about that put all the stars out and hung them and spread the skies and all of that, he'll come through. Yes, he, he will. He is true. He yes, keeps he his word. Um, and, you know, all he asks for is that little bit of faith that just just Hallelujah. take the step, you know, just so true. Just uh, follow through. Um, so I wanted to, to mention that today we of course here at uh, Antioch the Apostolic Church would love to have you come visit and uh, would love to help you in that journey you know as you come to know God and and are seeking the face of God you know we meet here on Wednesday nights at 7 30 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and at 7 30 p.m. and uh, we're over here on 11140 East 10th Street in Indianapolis this is a uh, has this place has been such a blessing to me such a blessing to my brother I know and everyone else here uh, Pastor Steve has has just been uh, such a blessing, Amen. such a blessing to my life, Amen. and yes. I'm so yes. glad we can be a part of the ministry here, and we'd love for you to be able to join us as well, not just uh, via the podcast and the Out of Church Radio, but if you have a chance to stop by, we'd love to have you visit, and so anytime you want to come by, let us know, and we're more than happy to uh, host you here. We have uh, the website now, which is atachurch.org. We've got some more podcasts we're working on that'll be coming out, so keep an eye out for that stuff here on Out of Church Radio. As always, it's such a blessing to have everyone join us. Thank you, Brother Woods. And uh, we'll catch everyone again next time. Amen. You are listening to your apostolic radio. At a church radio.